Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to another Nerd Escape podcast with myself, Damien, a.k.a. the Irish Trekkie, and Chris, the Trek Collector. Chris, how are you today, Chief? Good, 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 good. Haven't killed myself yet. I am. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, no self-isolation. Well, staying indoors, anyway. Not self-isolation, I should say. Uh, staying indoors and doing the bits and pieces. I am. Um, at least I get loads of reviews on that. Yeah, your five-minute reviews are yeah, belting out. Look, I suppose, in one sense, if it can take five minutes for people to take their mind off things, it's just my little way of contributing to a distraction. And, you know, it's, it's great to actually have the time to do the reviews. You know, it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. I think we all need to have, like, silver linings um, mm. during these times, you know. But uh, I say we will get exactly. through it all together. But, yeah, it's, again, I think distractions are definitely wanted. Oh, absolutely. And that's what we're here today for. We promised you, and we're we're we got together. We're gonna do a, a a review of season one of Star Trek Picard. And if you haven't, check out our individual episode reviews, ranging from thirty minutes to an hour. We're gonna go through broad strokes here of the season. How did it feel as a ten-piece collective? Successful? How did it rank within the other Star Trek series? Um, do we have any kind of radical thoughts about maybe season two and beyond? And uh, would we have done Anthem different? And probably other little bits along the way. Um, so we, we'll jump right in. Um, Chris, have you had time to jump in and watch a 10-hour marathon? Or I've, have you picked I, and I, choose? I've watched up till, again, it, it was episode seven. And I just hit the wall. Funny enough. And... You know, and that's the episode with Riker and Troy. Nepenthe. It's funny enough. It's just kind of like through the story of it. But I still like that episode. I, st- I still like it, but it just I, th- I just think it ruins the rhythm of the story. I can I can understand why it was put in there. And then I watched, you know, I took time out after seven, went back, watched it from seven to the end again. Um, mm. Yes, it does work better overall as one story because you're not, coming out of it and thinking too much of too many flaws with the writing mm-hmm. um, to be honest it's look you know I think overall when you look through the season you know what I mean we were told this wasn't going to really be about starships which is which is fine but you know if you don't want to have a series not about starships that, that that's absolutely fine but why bring them into it yeah you know if you're gonna execute something do it and do it right Um, we do know that what you call it supposedly visual effects was rushed on that but then there's other news coming out and other reports coming out that like a lot of stuff was used was stock footage which you know is sad like it's a sad thing because Star Trek was very very good at doing their own stuff which I can't well, understand they're, why they're just visual elements though like uh, like the, the whole the whole ship's furrow um, well, I, think the, I think the fox I think the fox you know what I mean dying and like you know basically meeting earthworm jim was a bit like ott <laughs> this was, this was the the, the uh and the and a- what was this the yeah 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 and like yeah. all of that is pretty much stock footage which they paid another company for which is a bit like, oh yeah it's not Star yeah, Trek. yeah now these are little things you know what i mean um yeah visual cues like i i, I get like you know one of the producers not liking starships and you know it's more about the story 
and yeah that, that's what star trek should be it should always be about the story but when you put in major major holes in the stories oh, um that's 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 my only thing you know i think the character development in season one has been absolutely fantastic except for agnes now it's nothing against agnes i just think she has a poorly written character um she's very wishy-washy she her lover of her life is max uh bruce maddox and mm. you know she's very very it's very easy for her to kill bruce and it's very very easy for her to fall in love with chris which just throws me just really really throws me with her character um the yeah like the th- we we talked about this on previous episodes and the it's it's the inconsistencies with agnes um and like even more so looking back with our knowledge of all 10 episodes um you know how did her brain not melt when you know sunglass wearing oh showed up and yeah, yeah maybe she put in some psychic blocks and stuff like that but turned her into like this undercover secret agent and then like swooning in to uh gun down a couple of tal shiar agents without any bother mm. on the chateau and then continue her shenanigans um throughout the rest of the episode and i just i i just never connected with her as a character like i i didn't really care about her um and i still really don't uh care mm. about the character um and again, nothing so to do with the actress. Two, it's just the that's, story. That's you know? two of us. Um, big Star Trek fans. And we find one character in Picard that we just can't connect with. And I think that that's my point being validated. That's like that. So if it's just if two of us feel that way, I wonder how many others out there yeah. felt the same way. Like, I think, to be honest with you, with Agnes's character, like one, I think first part of confusion was when she's killing uh, Maddox. And you know what I mean? The emergency hologram comes in and it's all about Agnes. Now, I can understand that, okay, the hologram might have been programmed from the crew of the ship, which is which is mm. fine, but he is the doctor of the ship. There's someone lying on a bio bed. Yeah, you <laughs> have your hands behind murdered. your back. So, there's that's part of the bad script yeah. right in there, which, makes re- which, which throws a lot of us off. But I think what could have made Agnes's character so much more better was the fact that she kills the love of her life and then at the end of this season she redeemed herself um not by throwing her arms into chris and just tend to forget about the love of her life breaking out ways yeah which would have made her character you know what i mean if she had a bit of a breakdown from you know after she had the mind meld and we find out you know what i mean about what O had done Mm. you know there could have been redemption for the character but it just again, and that whole thing with chris it that really came up really quickly after her coming on board like you could see the broad strokes of that happening going oh it's, this is kind of weird you know yeah but anyway whatever and then like i know there are two broken individuals and we find out later about chris um and the whole idea about the the, the holograms and stuff like that um but uh, just a non a non entity for me now there are as you said there's so, there's so, a lot of very successful characters um in picard that were developed across the 10 episodes too though yeah 
Um, the, 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 like Chris's character is strong in the fact that he's a broken man. But Discovery have done this with Lorca, so we thought. Um, and they kind of expanded on that a bit, which which was good. But again, I don't know whether it was just this kind of wishy-washy thing. Let's get Chris. Uh, Chris has to have some romantic encounter. Let's kind of like. Uh, yeah, let's, it kind of diluted like Chris. Either, yeah, uh, let's let's kind of make him like a, a Riker Kirk character, which yeah. doesn't suit. It does. It doesn't suit his frame of mind at the moment. He is not in the right place. He has isolated himself. He is literally. He. Is he a mercenary? You wouldn't really say he's a mercenary. He's gone around making his life, but he yeah. likes his self-isolation because he hasn't gotten over the loss of his captain. He was a perfect model Starfleet officer, and he is going through personal trauma, which is really, really great. Yeah. Um. To be honest with you, I can't really see anyone going through that. Like, yeah, let's kiss the broken girl. Makes no yeah. sense. Um, yeah. Again, just... I. But Chris's character overall, I do like. I, 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 I do like I think yeah. 7 and 9 was absolutely fantastic great to have her back I hope we have her back in season 2 mm-hmm. um, Rafi I did like I think Rafi's character throughout really really grew um, as each episode came on Yeah. again broken um, but she's more broken by Picard and being thrown out with Starfleet um, so you know what I mean like there's a lot of broken characters in this um yeah Again. a lot and i think i think that's the nail on the head for me in the fact that everybody is is broken like literally every everybody that yeah, you Picard's come across um you have we we know about picard and like, the thing about picard and i won't dwell too much when i go through all the characters here but like picard you know had a journey across the 10 episodes and he'd be kind of he kind of came back to himself around episode eight and nine um yeah he was being played like the fool, in my opinion, early on, and especially in um, uh, Stardust City uh, Rag, the, whatever the hell that one it was, where he's like the eye patch and, and the accent and stuff like that, and he did, he got duped by Seven, and it's like, come on, you're, you're better than this. You know, yeah, you're broken, but play the emotional side, not that like you're completely ignorant to what's going on around you. And as you said, Rafi, um, abandoned by Picard, uh, broken by Starfleet. Elnor, you know, um, his family have died. Uh, again, Picard just abandoned him as well. Rios, uh, a broken a previous officer. Agnes, um, going through her journey. Uh, Seven of Nine. Uh, look at Hugh as well. All the main ones, even yeah. Soji and... Um, oh, what's her sister's name again? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but again... But like the, 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 again, every, every one of them is broken, um, mm. and like it, it kind of did. Did it hit like a limit of too many stories were like being you know dissected to show how broken these individuals were, and then yeah. they eventually band together. And I get that whole type of story, and it was it was enjoyable to watch. And like I remember looking back at my first reactions when I was putting them up on a weekly basis and it's like, this is the heist setup. We're getting the crew together. Okay. Yeah. We're still getting the crew together. Okay. We're, we're still getting the crew together in this episode as well. Like when's it actually going to start picking up and everything starts gelling in. And as you said, and I said a few times, the middle of the season 
is where the momentum just like um i think it was absolute yeah. candor um and star city uh stardust city rag and um, that's where it just all kind of bottomed out like there it got a little bit naff a little bit cheesy um and then impossible box came along which was where soji was activated on the board cube if memory yeah. serves and i i liked that and the yeah, sakarans and stuff and then nepente i get where you're coming from with nepente um but again, I kind of like that because that, that was kind of like the heart of season one, in my opinion. It's, yeah, it, it is the heart of season one. Absolutely. But, you know, it affects the flow of the story. Don't it does. The momentum. Yeah. yeah. There's such a yeah. there's such a focus on, you know, we and need to find TNG her. Fan, if, if you're a TNG fan, if you take the foot away that one, like the first time, my first few watching it, I wanted to get on with the story. The second time I watched it, the TNG fan really loved that episode because it was real. It's nice having these characters back together. But, you know, for a new show fan and you're watching and you want to get to the storyline, you're there like, well, where is this going in the relevant scheme of this story? Too much setup, yeah. Yeah. Um, where the writer's trying to be clever. Now, the funny thing is, I'm doing a TOS rewatch and I watched uh, What Little Girls Are Made Of and basically whole of season one is pretty much that one tos episode yeah check it out yeah 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 i i i, I, I exactly much, know where you're getting it's pretty much um gray's planet gray's world data's granddad was never never mentioned you know what i mean you have these writers sometimes being i think they were being too clever trying to throw in a lot of canon which we don't want <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. don't get us wrong we're star trek fans you don't have to throw in canon for the sake of canon. You don't have to ho- have these little homages to every single previous incarnation of Star Trek yeah. in an episode for it to be good. And I think there was too much of that going on sometimes. Yeah. Um, they were missing key ingredients. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as I said, if uh, new, uh, if Noonan was to turn around and say, Grey came up with this idea to transfer a human mind into an AI, you go, mm-hmm. bang, that's canon. That works because now we get, we know this has been done before. Yeah. We have the scientists behind it, names mentioned, that works for me. But you don't have to drop in like little visuals every now and again and all these Easter eggs. I think there was a lot yeah. of that. Like, and I think at one point as well, we were kind of like said that, like looking back and rethinking it at the season and like that the, the Romulan, that was the first ship assimilated by the Romulans, by the Borg. But yeah, and, and this is the to, one that broke the cube. If we go back to season two TNG, where the Romulans, and there's the face-to-face towards the end of season two, I think it's I think it could be the episode of Romulans. I, I can't remember the exact name, but mm. there's a face-off. Romulan outposts along their side of neutral zone have been destroyed, scooped up and disappeared, as well as the Federations. Ah. So <laughs> how was any Romulans not assimilated? Because well, you know, the I'm first not ship. being funny. <laughs> I'm not being funny, but like what? Yeah. Borg came along, the Romulans didn't throw one ship at it and yeah. it wasn't assimilated. So, you know, there's huge, huge holes throughout the But again, like, yeah. I think, I think when you're doing something like this, stay true to Star Trek. And find a meaning. Now, listening to the Ready Room and just catching the first few minutes of the last episode of Ready Room where the writers were trying to... I haven't to seen a few of them. Out, um, you know, they're trying to go like, you know, AIs and humans and equality and stuff like that, which is great. Perfect. 
I get that. Focus more on that point. Mm-hmm. Focus more on that point because, like you know, like they killed they, off the cards. They brought him back, but like one friend said to me, and I thought this was very, very funny. Like that Data's way to become human is literally to die. But yeah, yeah Picard is dead. But hey. <laughs> Yeah, you can live again. Yeah. <laughs> you know but you I mean? do have you an expiration date. <laughs> I I I want to die <laughs> because that makes me human. You're dead, yeah. but no, you got back in an android body. So, but like no, but I I understand where you're coming from. But like that's as you said, that's data's way to yeah. no, be a human. And yeah. Picard I, isn't. I, I'm not gonna take away from the end. I think the ending was very very good. The start was very strong. The ending was very strong. The middle was poorly executed. Yeah. The whole thing with the, you know, as I said, the signal. No, the thing not very well thought about. There. I've been and thinking like about it. Yeah, and like we talked about it before that, uh, like w- when you look back at our reviews, there was episodes where like we were really happy with that because we we're kind of going, "Where's this going to go? What's what's yeah. that's, what's this going to lead with?" But looking back on the ten episodes now, and listen, we have no knowledge of what's going to happen in season two or season three however when you break down the core elements of season one um you had the big opener where the synthetics attack uh, and annihilate mars which is still on fire you know 15 years later okay mm-hmm. main utopia planitia shipyards gone okay and raffi alluding to romulan involvement okay mm-hmm that's all that was ever dealt with at that point you know flash forward to the end of season one um oh yeah you know to the cnc of starfleet romulans your your chief of security is a romulan vulcan and they did do that uh send some ships and that that's all it was you know and going to the whole ancient alien um synthetic life form that's what really got my juices flowing because when that came in it was like eight stars being moved just for the purposes of signaling, you know, sentient synthetic life in the eons to follow. And then it was like, oh my God, that's where my mind was like, will this tie into TMP? Would we find out, you know, who did V'ger? Like, how cool would that be? Maybe they're not a threat, yeah. but maybe they could up the, the stage of play here for the Federation. And how Absolutely, cool would that be? Yes. But again, yeah. what did we get at the end of season one? Uh, tentacles coming through a gateway. And then that was simply turned off and the threat was over. From what we but understand, the, the threat AIs, was over. Uh, but like on the AI's side, from this side, but yet these are meant to be super, super intelligent. They're meant to yeah. be watching. Will they not start 69 and call back? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Yeah, we're watching you. So in, in a nutshell, to summarize, which I rarely do because I always waffle on, um, all of the major, major elements were only, they were set up and set up well, in my opinion. Yep. But then they were Poorly never, executed. never executed. There was no, there was no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There, there, there was nothing, nothing at stake when yeah. they, were, they were so easily just addressed. Yeah, it was Romulans. Oh, shucks, we got duped. And synthetics are not banned anymore. That's fantastic. And yeah. uh, we just destroyed the antenna with the football. And, um, or tried to, and uh, that threat's over as well. And the two fleets facing off, you know, um, nothing done. They just, okay, uh, you guys won. We'll go back this way, and uh, I leave it in your capable hands, Picard. Bye-bye. 
you know and then uh oh you're not going to die anymore and uh you're now an android as well so there pretty, you go pretty End much of season and that's that's <laughs> that's exactly my feelings um there was another thing as well like you know we we started off the scene the romulans uh the artifact the borg cube yeah you could see clearly the defense platform around the cube we could actually see that it was heavily fortified and there was a lot of uh romulan ships involved in protecting this cube mm. but then once the javash had figured out where the synths were hiding good yeah. luck we don't need the cube anymore even though it was a source for romulans for developing new technologies exploiting borg thing yeah. like straight out oh look you know what we found a synth we don't need this cube anymore let's shut down this horror show which to me makes absolutely no 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 sense one bit whatsoever mm -hmm. you know what i mean it is a powerful commodity that the romulans have but because mm -hmm. they found out the home planet let's close down this horror show and there was no point make sense no it doesn't and when i was thinking back after watching that the the, the two-parter ending there was no point in Narek's sister staying on the cube like her her whole being was the javashed okay yeah. she should have like again maybe yeah we don't really care about the borg because we're worried about this synthetic she should have left because who is she going to leave on the cube at seven and you know uh, elnor what are they going to do um but then she just appears then um just she only appears to be killed so easily yeah. she gets pushed yeah. off a banister again going back to like this setup like i really enjoyed the characters um the romulan brother and sister i was like you're you're, you're bad bastards i pardon my french but um you know the, the crew of the la serena with the exception of agnes yeah um i really kind of subscribed to those and their backstories like going back to what you mentioned about chris um we've seen first officers push captains when they stepped over the line and mm -hmm. there's always been that back and forth and it was interesting to see his captain literally just kind of like I'm, i can't come out of this and committing suicide and no. he, like he blamed and that, himself that and that was cool yeah. that was cool yeah. but like there was a lot of buy-in with the characters from my perspective but then you know they just kind of tokenized them to a degree towards the end of the season like as you say agnes and chris this relationship um yeah. like listen i know things can happen spontan spontaneously but like you know raffi and seven just like a camera pan and then the two of them are like ha having a little bit of an embrace and it's like Kalto, oh. playing Kalto and having a, okay a handy handy yeah yeah like where like she's getting drunk after murdering someone you know maybe a few days ago questioning her life saying how often she wanted to put a gun to her head and then okay maybe that's set up for season two and everything just got like sealed into a nice neat little package and again no consequence no mm um no cost off it like uh, everybody got what they wanted and was like oh yes we have a good crew now what are we going to do well let's now, stay this, tuned for season two things so, like overall we look at star trek the next generation season one so this is yeah uh standalone episodes which you know what i mean okay star trek the next generation season one there's some howlers in there but there is yeah also some great episodes in there. the seeds so, of awesome yeah yeah um then you look at deep space nine 
again some howlers some like I, I, I thought the pilot for Deep Space Nine was really really good um, there was some good episodes in there as well mm-hmm. um, like like Trek Caretaker really, for really, Voyager yeah which yeah. again was actually a very good pilot as well so season one's normally it's just more though because you don't know the characters but when you look back and rewatch it years after and you know the characters really well the episode actually sits better with you I find yeah and but that's true at the start you know what I mean? It's the character development. So, overall, like TOS, you can look back to season one. It's just whatever it is about it. They're well written episodes. They're solid. There's there is story writing in it, and there's a point. And mm. that that that's where the principle of Star Trek really comes from. Is like these standalone episodes, making yeah. a point, making you think about something. Um, you know what I mean? Towards everyday yeah. life. You know what I mean? You know how to go about stuff, which which is the core of Star Trek. And, and it's hard I to see, do serialized TV, you know. I see the point where the writers were trying to get. So instead of like going back to say the time of the 60s with the whole black and white, okay, let's let's change it and let's do AI and humans. But I think that issue has been addressed. You know, equality issues have been. Yes, there's still issues out there. Mm. But I think there could have been better storylines have based this on i think they were lucky in the sense that brent had decided to come back and do this i think you know this probably fell into place a little bit too quickly for them potentially um, you know potentially uh, you know what i mean like as as we all agree i think the card started off really strong i think if we look at the last 10 minutes of the episode with the data farewell scene i think is absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. um I think you could edit down Star Trek Picard into probably four episodes, five, and you would dare, let alone on that, you'd have probably a very strong season one. But See, look, that's... I'm not, I'm not too worried in in regards to Star Trek season one. I thought like it could have been better. Yeah, it um, could have been. Discovery was fairly, fairly raw um, for season one, but the latter half of Discovery got very good. But they had so much going on in the background. Um, they got their house in order and you could see it clearly by season two. But the interesting thing for Discovery for me is that Discovery is the the series that my wife got into Star Trek Mm. and uh, she just did not get into Picard. You know, she tried. My wife enjoyed Picard till around the eye patch. Funny Mm. enough. It was a switch off moment then after that. It's kind of like lost. But like, Trek has always been a reflection of the times and like, I, I, I enjoyed episodes some more than others through the season. But when I look back collectively, um, the raw elements, I think, are fantastic. And I would have preferred if season three or if, if the three seasons were broken down into let's focus season one on who is behind the Mars attack and then put in the elements of this all like let's galactic threat. And then season two could have been about how how Starfleet was corrupted and what happened as a result and how it could maybe yeah. get back. Because again, look at the times we live in, you know, well, you, could, um, you could have easily had the Rom- Romulans, you know, as the bad guys. Completely yeah. Like the, Kli- like the Klingons were in discovery. Nothing, nothing to lose. Uh, the Jadvash pulling all the strings. And yeah, this yeah. was the build up. Um, and then we can find out like more that what you call it. It's not just, you know, uh, Utopia Planitia, that's being hit, you know, orders. Yeah. Then you link it up with the season two. Ah, hang on, this is something to do with AIs. Exactly. And then start seeding about this galactic thing. And, and then 
that 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 would have been me because like you could have put in kind of like almost and, and i i reference it because they did it very well is like the political side of like the expanse and like uh, star trek has done political things before you know like in d space nine about kind of duping yeah. the romulans and stuff like that as well and um i would have really liked to have seen that um and maybe picard coming back in to uh you know with the help of his crew to kind of unearth you know what who did this you know and uh yeah be broken and stuff like that but um to, to squeeze all of those elements as you said when you look at the ready room it's about you know inequality and it's like yeah you had the sense you had the xbs um and then you just crash the xbs into the ground <laughs> the xbs would have been you know the, the xbs would have been to they me, would have been the true the exploits sense, yeah to me that would have been more of a story um, yeah you know not the sense. showing equality not the yeah. sense the xbs would have been because these are broken humans and i yeah. think in this day and age there's a lot of people that are suffering with mental health issues there's yeah. a, suffer- a lot of people out there that feel as though they're not they feel like they have society. stigmas and that, that they're not that, accepted yeah, by exactly. anybody and that, yeah that to me now would have been a proper star trek story mm-hmm. developed on the xbs yeah there was that line of hue yeah the romulan yeah. sees as this everyone else sees us as that so no one sees us as we, we and that's where i was initially hoping before we brought in this big huge octopus coming through a hole um yeah would have been interesting it, yeah. it would have been far better you know to get to the point that underneath it all we are all the same yeah regardless um but look it, let's move on to what we think for season two but like how, how do we see how this pans up like picard has been pretty much been back in the fleet as an admiral which is which is funny because that's how it left off but i have a funny feeling that's not how the, the script was going to like that's no. going to close it off he's still out of starfleet he's still out of starfleet even though, because even i think he's been left with this admiralty job to finish off you know what starfleet came from but anyway that's the way it's yeah. gone with this season so i just think he's, he's not going to be part of starfleet no um how do you get this crew to do something next season that's going to tie in to what has you know you have to go on season one so one you've got commodore o which is public enemy number one of starfleet and she has to be there's a lot for her to answer to and yeah. jabash tal shiar um not necessarily all the romulans but you like literally how can an organization like starfleet happily enough sit back and accept the fact that the jabash and the tal shiar and were the conspirators Lopia, behind the Mars attacks. And plus as well. Now, plus as well, like, I think season two should straight away open with a Romulan attack on the Federation because, to me, that's the only way. It'll be a saving grace to season one. But if the chief of security has literally ducked with her tail between her legs and decides yeah. to launch an attack on Earth, you go, hang on here now. Now we've got a season two opener. Because, yeah. think about it. She Again, knows, repercussions. Like, we've seen... In Star Trek, how many lights are there? We want the defense. <laughs> we want the defense of the Federation. We want to know your Federation ship deployments. Commodore O at the moment has just left and she knows but everything. The, a decimated Romulan Empire, does it even have. 2000, 2018, 2118 ships? Um, the Federation just threw all their ships straight towards where 2000? the what, what what's the what's the two hundred eighteen? Sorry, sorry. Ah, yeah, two hundred eighteen ships. Yeah, yeah. But like, no, but but still, at the same time, is 
Oh no, it's the thing. Like if you started off with attack on Earth, at least you're going somewhere from thing. Oh can hit the Federation very very hard at the moment. Mm. If she does a strike, catch the Federation out. All of a sudden, the Federation have to one change all the security codes, change her fleet deployments, the whole lot. But if she does a successful yeah. hit and run t- attack, all of a sudden you've an interesting yeah. scenario where you build up, and then all of a sudden you are recruiting yeah. any able-bodied people to help in this maybe war scenario. Is it going to be a split kind of? Is it going to be the Jadvash Tal Shiar alliance? You know, it's but what's in it for the Javash? Like they're 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 a singular organization about this AI like, threat. Yeah. Um. Well, again, would it be the fact I'm that life isn't banned? Like AI life is not is now not banned across the Federation. Will that be the motivation for the Javash? Well, I suppose that would be the motivation and get back to this planet and kill all the AIs, which they initially mm. tried to do. In because of what they're gonna go away and say that that's it, that's grand. Mm. Um, the Federation showed up with the fleet and like Seven planted enough seeds that. You know, the uh, it's there's quite a lot of destabilized areas across the Federation now since the destruction of Romulus. Like the neutral zone's gone. Uh, a lot of these factions building up. Um, will they kind of play on the Fenris Ranger side of things? Or um, like I agree with you. I don't think we're going to be. They're not going to slap a Delta on the side of the the Serena or give them a a a ship. Um, I don't think the CNC will do that. But, like, what can they do then? Um, it's interesting. And we know Guinan's coming back in for season two. Mm. Um, so, will it? Will Guinan be like Riker and Troy? You show up in a singular episode for kind of, uh, I don't know, romanticism or anything like that off uh, old TNG? Or will it be yeah. another element? The thing with Guinan coming back in is what you do not want is Picard trying to feel as though am i picard because we had too much of that in season one so mm-hmm. i do think if it's picard and guinan it's if picard's questioning himself it's just like hang on lads we did this all through season one i think he will be because he's he's an android now and he was so, acutest and like are my thoughts my own you know will guinan be the person that comes in and brings him down memory lane to say it doesn't matter what vessel you're in you are a picard kind of vibe um but might work for season two uh, opening first episode with Guinan mm-hmm. and slapping the card across the face. That could work, but like I wouldn't want the kind of like li- like we don't need. I think we just want. They could continue this AI threat. You know th- that that gateway was closed. Maybe there'll be signs of another attempted well, gateway to opening. Well, be honest with you, if 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 there's signs of another gateway opening, to be honest with you, I wouldn't mark this. I wouldn't call them a super intelligent AI because they're obviously not that intelligent. Because yeah. They, See, know, that's it. They they, they roll the, the AIs, dice. The AIs. Yeah. They told the AIs how to build a gateway. Well, sorry, a signal. Yeah. Which to me it was a gateway, um, and yet they can't use it themselves. Hmm it doesn't make any sense to me so you know uh look it'd be interesting to see um mm. as i said overall you know i think the middle part of season one was a bit hard yeah. to watch and there is a lot a lot of plot holes but yeah. otherwise not like we've got some nice characters elnor is really kick-ass and cool i have to say and elnor works really well with seven and nine which is just yeah you know what i mean it's, yeah <laughs> they're a good combination actually yeah. funny enough it's um, a good it's a good crew um 
you know, it's but... definitely a very, very good coach. I'd like to see stronger writing for Agnes. I want to see Agnes have her place on the yeah. ship. I want to see Agnes come into her own. I've nothing against the character. I just think she has just been given, you know what I mean, just a, a raw deal on the storyline yeah. end of it. You know what I mean? No one knows where she's to mm. go. Like, and again, as I said, like, you know, the whole yeah. with Bruce Maddox, he sends off two androids, basically, one to Earth to find out what happened with Mars, one to the Borg mm. Cube, but then he decides to go running off to his other secret lab because, like, the nice planet uh, with all the lovely AIs around him, big, massive orchids to protect him, um, yeah. you know, he had to go off to a secret lab, yeah. which makes no fucking... I'm sorry, but it makes no sense. It, that, yeah. that part made no sense. He went on the run to go back to his secret lab. What lab? He had yeah. a freaking he, he, lab. He had his he own had room. all his creations there. Mm-hmm. So what lab did he go off to yeah. that Dijad Vash and Natal Shiar found him? Yeah. Um, yeah. And nearly killed him. So, you yeah. know, they're the kind of frustrating parts with this mm-hmm. old story. You know what I mean? Which drove but me mad. Did you see the other plot hole as well? I think I'm back. Um, they found the planet because of Soji's dream. Yes. And it was like, oh, find a planet with two moons and massive electrical storms. But goddamn, that planet's like paradise when you arrive. I was like, where, oh, where yeah. are all these electrical storms, you know? Um, and is, is two moon, two red moons that rare? And <laughs> you to know? be honest with you, yeah, it wasn't too hard to find. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we, this, this, this ship that I um, used to be on, we found uh, that planet before, you know, or whatever. Um, but yeah, like in synopsis, I think the, 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 the there's a lot of characters uh, that have been fantastic, and you know um, I was subscribing a lot when I was watching the episodes, and as we said, the middle season kind of dropped off a little bit. And looking back at the whole, you're kind of going, yeah, it could have been maybe handled a little bit differently. But I I'm I'm a little bit clueless as to what season two will bring to us because I would have thought more of season one story would have been brought over, and that could still happen. Um, to season two but we were left with a very interesting crew it's kind of like an amalgam of all of the the series that we've had so far with kind of like a, a bones-esque raffi kind of a bit jaded and real and then agnes is kind of like uh she reminds me sometimes like pulaski kind of real kind of annoying kind of character you know elnor being the kind of data you know kind of character Pulaski, actually no i gotta say one you know Go back to tng re-watch Pulaski's episode they are not that bad no she's super funny in it like she is absolutely brilliant the only thing is that we are super caustic gates. in a good way like we all <laughs> love gates you know what i mean gates oh yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. fantastic as dr yeah. crusher yeah yeah and I do feel sorry. She she was a Star Trek legend. She was fantastic on the TOS. And like I would be guilty and say, you know, I didn't really like Pulaski. I preferred Gates as Doctor Beverly Crusher. But you know, you go back and you rewatch. Yeah, them. and, and I don't bring up as well. You know, yeah, you know, Pulaski had very good episodes. She was very mean on Data. Like maybe Pulaski was Jadvash. We didn't know. But like the thing about like the reason I brought up. Seen- her wasn't because of like me not liking no, her Agnes, but no the elements that's, that's of her character between the two of them you know but I think that's um, an insult to Pulaski <laughs> well we'll see we'll see what Agnes does in season two um, Wesley is more of an Agnes I think in fairness Wesley. maybe we'll see Wesley or Neelix Neelix <laughs> the traveller might come back with Wesley and uh, go off on another adventure you know what 
Maybe Traveler we'll see more TNG one. characters like uh, Traveler mightn't be a bad one. You Q. know, Q mightn't be a bad Q, one. Q again wouldn't be a bad one. Wouldn't it be hilarious for Q to show up and go, "Oh, you're an android now." You know, you had a broken heart because remember that whole story about him. Uh, yeah. Like, I wish I never got stabbed, and he became yeah. a science officer. Like, it'd be funny if John Delancey came in and uh, poked fun off him being a synthetic life form now. The great you know savior of this of the federation multiple times is now a, I t- uh, I t- an I t- apple iphone i think the q guest appearance would be fun and to poke at him uh, with guinan and with guinan that's what i was gonna mm. say w- would be a good one would be a good one yeah but um traveler could be an interesting one to build on mm. we'll see traveler could be an interesting one to build on um you know go somewhere further um and have some kind of a plot would be would be yeah. good um but a plot that's well thought out and not rushed. And they do have the time now because <laughs> nothing but time. A year. <laughs> they've got a year. So let's hope yeah. those writers are off solidly thinking of yeah. season two and having a strong storyline. And fingers crossed. Um, like, as I said, it's not the worst Star Trek season one we've sat down and had to endure. Um, yeah. It's not the best either. <laughs> but it's there. And I have to say one thing. In fairness, for a 10-episode s- season... They've done a great job with the majority of the characters in the show. So yeah. you know what I mean? It's that and that that's a lot with like look, if we're old Star Trek fans, we're going back, but we've twenty six episodes, twenty four, twenty six episodes in one season mm-hmm. to get to know characters. And in that, you know, we had a lot of character development development with standalone episodes to yeah. get to know these characters. And they've done it in ten. So I'm gonna give them credit on that. Um, yeah. very yeah. emotional, very, very touching, beautiful scene. And finally saying decent goodbye to Data instead of him just blowing up. And we're all there like, eh? And there's what you call it, the relation between <laughs> Nemesis and what you call it with B4. That what you call it, Data did transfer. And that's how his neurons are, you know what I mean? So it was solid. You know I think in retrospect, I would have liked to have Data being left out of it. It's kind of, again, it's like the death of Spock. It's the Achilles. It's, and it's then the Spock Achilles coming it, back. But, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. the death of Data actually, and Data coming back. That's exactly you know. the way to put to put it. Like it, it is Star Trek three, three the, the the search for Spock. You know yeah. what I mean? It, again, <laughs> the search for the algorithm. <laughs> like, no matter like it's one that Star Trek fans don't really go on about too much. But like even like with the whole Genesis device, like it was in a nebula. There was no planet. Then all of a sudden you have a fucking solar system. Um, Spock's body yeah. happens to be regenerated, um, which was pure fluke. You know what I mean? Where, like, initially they just wanted his Catra. But, like, instead mm. of just having his Catra, we have his Catra and we have a Spock body. Yeah. Can, <laughs> can we get a I rewind mean? on this? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's not... The end is, it was a great bloody idea. But, you know, and, like, come here, the two movies worked better and there wasn't as many holes except yeah. for one big one. But, like, look, that it was okay. There you Coincidences. Go. Just the Genesis device went off in a super bloody nebula that just happened to create a It a had all the elements, system. though. It had all and the elements. And re- regenerated Spock's body, which was killed. So, you know what I mean? They get away with it. But, As you yeah, can see, the stuff we're talking about with Picard is not isolated to Picard. It's no. strewn across Star Trek lore. Oh, absolutely. Um, let us know in the comments below what you would like to see in uh, season two. Star- season two, you know. And, um, and let's break the mold. Let's not try and just go for... We know... Michael Carvin doesn't like ships or ship porn, as he says. That's fine. I'm, look, come here. I love my <laughs> ships. I love my ships. 
But are you with me? Okay, if it's gonna be Picard without ships, don't mention Fleet. If you know what I mean, if if you're gonna be one of those scriptwriters, that, that that's fine. Do do the story. Have Picard, have the crew there, <laughs> but don't write in the script. Big Federation Fleet shows up. Please insert Big Federation Fleet here. <laughs> Please finish off Big Federation Fleet, like the bottom uh, section. Listen, registration. You never pinstripes. know. I'm really looking forward to the return of uh, Discovery and Lower Decks. Uh, we yes, talk about that in an up-and-coming episode of Nerd Escape anyway. So, for the next episode, we are going to go back and we're going to do a look back on Season 2 of Discovery. We might give this one a two-week because we have to... Let's re-watch Discovery. Are we? Actually, we might do it. I'm only getting told this now. <laughs> well, I think we said we were going to do a... We we do this, but I forgot do a, a two parter of discovery. We'll do a season two review and two two uh, two halves. We we'll see how it goes. We may I not need, we need the two halves. So we we'll watch the first uh, first half of season. So Damien, this your hard hard homework, your terrible homework is to watch the first half of season two of discovery. Can you handle that? <laughs> By next I will week, do my best. I will do my best. I actually, I'm actually to Netflix. Woo. Uh, yes, I am. Um, I actually really enjoyed season two discovery i'm looking forward to season yeah. three discovery but i think i think we do have time because it has been delayed now if we hear that discovery is coming back quicker <laughs> we might well, just plan that so. but i think yeah we might do a, a season two uh first half rewind and um, might do the, the season two end and maybe predictions on season three and we can look back and laugh at how much we get wrong when it airs and you know we will anyway oh yeah We'll wrap Heading it up there the for future. today's episode. Um, so thanks for sticking by. Uh, let us know in the comments below what your predictions are as well. We can have a little bit of banter down I'll there. Also, in the, also actually, to throw out there, copper arms, in the comment section below. What was your... I'm going to ask you two things. Interesting. High. High of the card. And your low of the card season one. Just interesting. Best bit, worst bit. Exactly. Okay. I think that's a, that, that's a fun one. There's your homework for this week, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and queue up yeah. Disco Season 2 as well and uh, maybe join us on the rewatch of that. Yeah. Um, as always, thanks for stopping by. Stay safe. Stay at home. And uh, listen, uh, we'll see you in the next episode. I've been your local Irish Trekkie. Uh, thanks for watching and it's goodbye from me. Slag a fall. Eho and take care and stay safe from me. <laughs> <laughs>